Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What would you do to show your loyalty to your NFL football team? One man was so determined to see his Cincinnati Bengals win a football game, he said, I am staying, I am living on the roof of my bar until they win. He joins us in about 30 minutes from the roof of his bar in the man cave in which he now lives, and it's about to get really chilly in Cincinnati. Is Colin Kaepernick coming back? Is he going to get signed in the next couple of weeks? A hint that might happen. Home and homeradio.com sports original. We are brought to you by Zip Recruiter, the smartest way to hire. Check them out. ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. We'll also talk to our friends from Pro Football Focus in the 10 o'clock hour. Sam Monson joins us to weigh in on if Tom Brady is still a elite quarterback because an article in the Washington Post says he is in fact not that. But we start with another quarterback, Colin Kaepernick, who wants back into the league despite the blow-up that was the Kaepernick Combine over the weekend, moving the workout 60 miles outside of town, cutting the scouts from 24 down to seven teams, and no whisper of any interest from any NFL teams until last night. Colin Kaepernick's attorney, Mark Garagos, uh, he was on the uh, an interesting program talking about this, the Adam Carolla show, and dropped some hints about not just teams' interest, but who they might be. Listen. Do we have that, fellas? Do we have the Mark Garrett? So any, any breaking I news? I think you're going to hear something within the next 10 days. I, that's, mm. that's my feeling. I know I've made that prediction before, but the, there are a couple of teams, uh, bald that you could probably guess, no disrespect to Gina. Uh, <laughs> None taken. But, uh, yeah, I, there are, there are two teams that I think are in the, that are in the hunt. One who is legitimately in need of a quarterback, uh, had a very poor show on Sunday and has got an owner that I don't think gives a shit. And the other is an owner that maybe does give a shit, but they still want to win in there in the hunt. So I'll let you guys speculate. I got to go grab a flight. <laughs> that was Colin Kaepernick's attorney, Mark Garagos. Interesting soundbite there on the Adam Carolla show. So in case you missed it, one of those teams legitimately in need of a quarterback who had a very poor showing Sunday and has an owner that I don't think gives a shit before got to run, got to catch a flight. Ross Tucker, who's he talking about? Nobody. Nobody. It's not, it's, <laughs> it, it, he, he's the one that's full of shit. It's not going to happen. I would be very, very surprised if it happened. And I'm glad he said that, that he's made this prediction before because he has – and nothing happened. He's made several predictions about Kaepernick, whether it's the lawsuit with the NFL or whether it is Kaepernick getting signed. He's been wrong every time. I don't know why we even listen to him. And I'm telling you right now, I am pretty confident he's wrong this time. I'd be very surprised if Kaepernick gets signed in the next 10 days. I will tell you it's I was wrong. You can put it on freezing cold takes, whatever you want to do. I'll be very surprised if Kaepernick is signed in the next 10 days. Look, the thing that's weird about this, think about the fact that there were 25 teams at Flowery Branch and only seven thought, yeah, you know what? I'll get in the car and drive an hour south. I got a rental car. It's near the airport anyway. I'll go drive and watch this guy work out. Only seven of the 25 even thought it was worth it to drive to the Kaepernick 
private workout slash sideshow slash whatever you want to call it. The other 18 who probably were flying out from the Atlanta airport right there couldn't be bothered, didn't think it was worth it, which, by the way, makes the whole thing more of a sham on some level, right? Because it's pretty clear that most of those teams were there just because the NFL wanted them to be there. But then on some level, doesn't that make it seem less likely that this whole thing was really just a waiver trap? I mean, are you really going to have that much of an elaborate ruse to get this guy to sign some type of waiver that you make 25 teams send guys there? Hugh Jackson, Joe Philbin, the whole deal? I, I don't think so. I agree with you, Mark Garagos has proven to be full of it. So it's one of those fool me once, fool me twice situations. But he did deliberately point the finger at one particular franchise. And let's at least figure out the team he wants us to think is interesting. Now, a lot of quarterbacks struggled last weekend. Phillip Rivers threw four picks. I think we can rule out the San Diego Chargers. That just feels like a situation that doesn't make sense at the moment. Now, Mitch Trubisky has struggled the entire season and certainly struggled over the weekend. Virginia Hallis McCaskey, I don't think is that owner he's referencing. If you do, you can change my mind. Mason Rudolph also threw four interceptions over the weekend. I don't think it's the Roonies that don't give a shit. They certainly do, but it certainly sounds to me like Mark Garagos is pointing the finger at you, Carolina Panthers, because Kyle Allen, I know you love you some Kyle Allen, but he did struggle mightily last weekend through four picks, his worst game. And if there's one owner of the teams that have struggling situations at quarterback that don't give a shit, it's a guy worth $12 billion, David Tepper. Now, I know what you're going to say. Carolina didn't even take the four-hour drive to Atlanta to check him out. That may mean the GM is not interested, but maybe David Tepper is. Do you think there's any chance that's who at least Mark Garagos wants us to think is interested? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, there's a chance, but I, I think that that's probably not real high if they didn't even send anybody to the Kaepernick workout. Uh, you know, I would think if you're interested, you would at a minimum – have sent somebody to the workout. I don't really understand the logic otherwise. So, no, I don't think... Look, I don't think it's anybody. I think Garagos is just making it up. I think it sounds good. But at what point do we stop listening to him? At what point do we stop caring what he says? Look, I got to tell you, Dave, um, I mentioned this yesterday. I'll say it again. I would like to see Colin Kaepernick get signed primarily for selfish reasons. I I think it'd be great for our show, Home and Home, radio.com app, radio.com slash home. It would create even more of a buzz and interest into the NFL. I think what whatever team he signed for, there would be a tremendous amount of scrutiny and attention and preseason ratings and all that stuff. I think it'd be great. And I'm genuinely curious to see all those things, to see how he would perform, to see what the reaction would be from that fan base, both positively and negatively, to see how, like, I, I hope it happens. But I would have very little interest based on everything that happened over the weekend. I think the combination of all of the attention and the polarization and the media, I mean, it's on it's on NBC News and CBS News and CNN and I mean it's it's everywhere that plus the fact that it was too important to him to not sign the waiver to work out in front of 25 teams. It playing football again wasn't important enough to him to sign the waiver and I think he wants to play but it's not as important to him as it would be to literally thousands of other guys. I mean, you take all the guys that are out of work right now, Dave, and I know what people are going to say. Well, they mm -hmm. haven't been colluded against in the past, and they don't totally get that. Totally understand. Fair argument. I'm just saying there are thousands of out-of-work football players right now, 
that would have signed that waiver, no matter what it said, no matter what it said, it could have said, we're going to, we have the rights to name your third child. They would have signed the waiver and they would have done the workout because it was their chance when they don't really have any other to get back in the NFL and to be pro football players. There are thousands of players. There are zero players with Colin Kaepernick's skill set that are out of work at the moment and at least say they want another shot in the NFL. There are zero guys that were one pass away from winning a Super Bowl and changing his career forever. So I think he gets a shot, not now, not this season. Just would take too long to get him up to speed. I do think he gets at least a tryout, a chance to make a football team next season. Could it be one of those teams I mentioned, the Chicago Bears, who are in desperate need of a quarterback? Certainly they will have to look at drafting one, the way Mitch Trubisky has played. They talked about the likelihood, or at least the the feeling towards Kaepernick on 670, the score in Chicago. Listen to what they had to say. Theory is Matt Nagy wants the Bears to be at the Kaepernick workout, and Ryan Pace says no. Right? Mitch Trubisky, that, that, Mitch Trubisky is more Ryan Pace's guy than he is Matt Nagy's, he, certainly. He could just say, no, we won't be there. And that's all I want to say about it. But that, obviously, bus tosses it's, his general it's gonna, manager. It's, it's going to come out at some point whether they go. And if and Pace doesn't want to talk about it with Joniak, someone's going to get to the why he doesn't want to talk. It will leak at some point, why they, whether they went or not. Well, whether they went and or not will leak. And whose decisions were made? Who, who was the guy behind or woman behind the decision to not go? Well, Matt, Matt Nagy is telling you whose decision it is. He's telling you that. He's telling you it's Ryan Pace's decision. It's well, yeah, but does that you you're believing him? Yes, I am. You're believing him. Maybe, maybe he doesn't want that in his quarterback's head going west this weekend. Uh, so any any mention, any confirmation if they were going, any any confirmation of that, well, he it, has to protect his guy. Give me a reason, Ross, the Chicago Bears shouldn't give Kaepernick a shot. Uh, because there will be better options this offseason. That is the issue in my mind. So whether that ends up being, Dave, Nick Foles, you know, the Jaguars are going to have two quarterbacks that they deem competent in Gardner Minshew and Nick Foles. I think Phillip Rivers might be available as a free agent. I think Teddy Bridgewater will be available as a free agent. And I think teams will feel better about signing those guys than a guy that hasn't played football in three years to compete for a starting job. Plus, you have the draft, obviously, with guys like Justin Herbert. Tua Tungle-Vailoa, I still think, goes in the first round. Joe Burrow, maybe Jordan Love. I think if you really do the math, Dave, on how many teams will need quarterbacks, and I do think the Bears are one of them, and then how many quarterbacks will be available. I didn't even mention guys like Mariota or Jameis Winston. I think the Bears would elect to go the route of one of the other guys I just named because I think there's three or four for sure that are viable options as opposed to a guy that hasn't played in three years. Now, maybe you do both. Maybe you sign Bridgewater and you sign Kaepernick and you let them compete. Or maybe you trade for Nick Foles and you bring in Kaepernick as your backup. I don't know. I think it's possible. Um, But I don't think teams are going to look at him as a starter. Uh, And I don't blame him. You know, he wasn't even playing at a starter level the last time he played. So why would you think three years later he's starter caliber? I don't think you would. I think you'd bring him in as a backup. And again, I just think for most teams, they're like, nah, we could have him as a backup or we could have Matt Moore, who came in and played well, you know, beat, you know, won a big game over the Packers or whatever team they beat. You know, I think maybe they lost the Packers and then they won the next one. But you know what I'm saying. I think they'll look at some of these other guys and saying, let's get a guy that probably very comparable in terms of what our win loss record will be with them. And we don't have all of the other hoopla and scrutiny and attention that goes along with it. And I don't blame them. 
Speaking of hoopla and scrutiny and attention and headaches and off-the-field issues, guess who's back in the news? Antonio Brown can't stay away long. He craves that news cycle, and he does a good job of commanding it yet again yesterday. I'm sorry. Antonio Brown apologizing on Instagram and on Twitter says, uh, to Mr. Kraft, I apologize sincerely to you and your organization. All I wanted was to be an asset to the organization. Sorry for the bad media and the drama. Thank you sincerely, A.B. Somebody took their medication. Could A.B. be back in the league before Colin Kaepernick? Could it be this season? Hold on a second. Did you just say somebody took their medication? How else are you do you allowed explain to say this guy? Are you, are just you like, allowed to say that? Have you ever dated a crazy girl? Have you? Uh, I have. I've I dated mean, crazy all, girls. There's an yeah. argument to be made that they're all crazy. Uh, number one. Number two, <laughs> you know what? You're allowed to say I that? I, I don't think I ever really did. I don't think I ever dated a girl that I would say was crazy. I guess I'm fortunate in that regard. I didn't really date that many girls. I'm not like you who stay with girls for like a year at a time knowing they weren't the one. As soon as I realized they weren't the one or they had no shot to be the one, they were out. They were out. I don't waste time. Okay. Very important person. A lot of people to meet, things to do. As soon as I know that there's no chance you're getting that ring, like you realized in college at Boulder, I'm not dating him anymore. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Next. So um, I don't think I really did date anyone that was crazy, actually. So I guess guess that's a positive. But I'm very familiar with crazy girls and guys dating crazy girls from my friends, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you're getting the wrong impression of my dating life. There was one exception to the rule, and that is the Kyle Allen girl, which we often reference. I was a serial dater with that one notable exception. I was a very busy man in college. Included in that were some borderline crazy ones that would get a little angry when they didn't like the way you were uh, conducting yourself when they weren't around, shall we say. And they'd lose their mind, come at you all crazy. And then the next day it was this, I'm so sorry. And it's Antonio Brown. I recognize that girl. It's Antonio Brown, completely out of her mind the night before, maybe it was a few beers. And then the next day, a little realization that that was out of whack and the apologize. Come on, AB. This is the most insincere futile effort I've seen. I mean, I'm happy he appears to be on the right road, but really, how long do we think this new AB is going to last? I do find it interesting, though, that given the Patriots' offensive struggles, it seems like the fans fluctuate wildly the same way AB's emotions do because they were all in on AB in the beginning, and then they all turned on him Uh, together and they wanted no part of him. Well, Dale Arnold, W-E-E-I, he had a poll with the Patriots fans. Do you want them to bring back A.B.? Dale Arnold from W-E-E-I, 33,000 people voted in that poll. And you guessed it, the majority of them do want Antonio Brown back. And as I've said on this program before, I always find it fascinating. I'm on Instagram a fair amount. You can follow me there at Dave Briggs TV. Every time I see an Antonio Brown post, I can't help but notice Tom Brady likes it almost instantly. He also liked the tweet that Antonio Brown sent apologizing to Bob Kraft. That is not by mistake. There are so many tweets out there that I can't imagine Tom Brady uh, has AB on alert on his phone. He's going out of his way to like the tweet, to like the Instagram post and make it clear he at least agrees with the majority of Dale Arnold's followers that he wants Antonio Brown back because he needs him, Ross. You know, uh, that remains to me the most interesting aspect of it, too. And not just, in this instance, Tom Brady liking it, but seemingly the whole Patriots team liking it at this point. You know, this is obviously part of some carefully crafted 
uh, strategy here by Antonio Brown and his team. You know, you said the thing earlier about took his medication. I think it's very clear on some level now. I'm not going to sit here and give a, uh, a a diagnosis from my detached garage studio, but he's got to be <laughs> he's got to have something there, whether he's bipolar or whatever, because the uh, extremes on both sides are just uh, out of control. But I do think this is a carefully crafted strategy. And so my question is, he met with the NFL. Did they tell him this was step one? Did his team, his agent and representative say, you know what? Step one would be apologizing to Kraft. Or did someone from the Patriots say, you know what? Kraft, if you publicly apologize and say you're sorry, there's a chance that we could bring you back to New England. There's a very real chance. Oh, you probably have to forgive the $9 million we owe you. But we can probably bring you back to New England because it's interesting that he specifically targeted Robert Kraft after the Patriots were so pathetic offensively against the Eagles and seemingly every Patriot liked it. I'm just wondering what the impetus was for this carefully crafted strategy, whether it was his team, the NFL, or the Patriots themselves. I don't think it's going to work, but I think clearly there's something going on here in that regard. And A.B. remained in this weird purgatory-type situation in which it does feel like the NFL is by design keeping him off the field, delaying for more than two months just the face-to-face -face interview with him, not moving forward or publishing the results of the investigation, letting him know, letting his representatives know what his future may or may not be in the NFL. Well, we talked to his attorney, Darren, uh, Darren Heitner, yesterday, and he wouldn't specifically go into Antonio's specific situation, but it sure sounded like he doesn't like these types of moves that the NFL makes. Listen to what ha he had to say and, and have Antonio Brown on your mind while you hear this. Because I guess I'm always wondering why they don't do it right away, but there's got to be some logic or reasoning that I'm missing. Is this a broad question with regard to any investigation whatsoever? Correct. Any NFL <laughs> investigation, it seems like sure. it's always like a while later that they end up interviewing whoever it is, whoever, you know, unless it's like an on the field thing, it seems like it, there's always a, a, a lapse of time. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Well, anyone that's familiar with the workings of the NFL and the collective bargaining agreement, I believe, has an appreciation that Commissioner Roger Goodell essentially serves as judge, jury, and executioner. Um, and again, it's, it's largely a bargain for process between the union and the commissioner's office and the teams. Um, oftentimes, the union is much more concerned with regard to getting a larger revenue share and some of these other issues that are very important become, um, you know, sort of type B issues that never really are, are, are addressed properly. But with that in mind, it really comes down to this extensive power in the commissioner's office to essentially govern the process by which 
these investigations take place with very little guidance as to whether or not things need to move swiftly. And so I personally believe, as somebody who works with many players um, and many agents, that it's oftentimes used, the, the lack of urgency on the commissioner's office side is often used as a pressure point, uh, knowing that it can cause indirect harm to a player based on uh, the lack of diligence or speed in, in pushing along these types of investigations. And ultimately, it can cause a player to lose out on a particular season. I mean, teams are, are reluctant to sign a player if the player can be put on the commissioner's exempt list for, for certain, because obviously then the player is not allowed to play. Meanwhile, the team has an obligation to pay the player. So that's a, that's a big losing situation for the team. Darren Heidner, sports attorney, author of How to Play the Game, and the representative for one Antonio Brown, almost makes me sympathetic for Antonio Brown at least not getting a chance to clear his name. And it sure sounds like, if you read between the lines there, Ross, there are some teams that would have interest in signing Antonio Brown. So interesting uh, from Heitner, who is Antonio Brown's attorney and obviously he wasn't speaking specifically about Antonio but when you listen it sounded a lot like Antonio Brown's situation which is why I asked the question and he made a great point the last thing you want to do is sign Antonio Brown Dave just to have the NFL immediately put him on the commissioner's exempt list because then you get all of the scrutiny of having signed this guy, and you have to pay him, but he's not playing for you. That's like the triple whammy. You absolutely do not want that. So they've delayed it by waiting so long to actually meet with him. And then they're still kind of hanging that commissioner's exemplist carrot out there. I don't think they want him on a field this year after those text messages and after everything that's going on. I don't think he will be. And I think teams that were previously thought to be waiting until the investigation was over, I got news for you. They're not ending that investigation until the season's over. So you're going to have to take your chances of signing him. And most people believe if you sign him, he's going right on to the commissioner's exempt list and you are in trouble. So you better go ahead and you better have a good lawyer and better know what the NFL is going to do. And I know it's not easy to find good legal help. Hiring can be a challenge. Heck, my girl Gretchen Hebner, she's not crazy. She's smart. She was able to go to ZipRecruiter and get her game artist for her education tech company. She was having trouble. But she knew that ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter, said she was impressed with how quickly she found qualified applicants. She also used ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter her candidates so she could focus on the best ones. That's how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than two weeks. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Will Antonio Brown get hired? Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, reports this morning there's a sense of optimism from Brown's perspective that he will be cleared to return to the NFL before the 2019 regular season ends. Mike Florio reporting that this morning. Our next guest might not return to his home before the 2019 regular season ends. He's living on the roof of his bar until his Cincinnati Bengals win a game. But what if they don't? We'll talk to that fan who's on top of a bar, in the cold, missing his wife, Jeff Lanham, Bengals fan, living up on his roof when we come back after a quick break. 
Sunday, the 0-10 Cincinnati Bengals host the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are 5-5. Whether or not the uh, Bengals win a game doesn't just impact their draft status, currently number one in the NFL draft. It also determines if and when one of their loyal fans ever gets to go home again and sleep in his own bed in his own bedroom and see his wife. Let's talk to that fan, Jeff Lanham, who's been living on the roof of the Hog Rock Cafe for several weeks now. Jeff, thanks for coming on the program. Dave Briggs and former NFL offensive lineman Ross Tucker, why are you living on your bar's roof? I don't even know, really. <laughs> Tell Just, us about uh, the bet. Well, it really wasn't a bet. We were... Uh, we were in the bar of our restaurant, and we were uh, watching the Pittsburgh game. It was halftime, and uh, they were losing. Everybody was starting to leave. Uh, my wife was on Facebook talking with people, like, you know, that bash the Bengals when they're getting beat. And she was ignoring me, so I looked over at one of my buddies and just kind of winked at him a little bit and said, hey, watch this, you know, and I told her. Well, I just made the comment out loud. I said, if it can't beat Arizona, I'm going to sleep on top of the roof and, uh, like, pull a wild man walker until they win. And next thing you know, she goes down to the tailgate down in Cincinnati the following weekend against Arizona and the Channel 19, Channel 12, the news stations are down there. And my wife never does a live interview, but she does one that day, and she happens to tell them that, comment that I made Monday night and Cincinnati lost and here I am. Hold on a second. So Jeff, you're on that roof because your wife told the news networks about it. So your wife is the one to blame for this. I mean, I said it, but she, she told it live. I mean, I think I could have worked my way out of it if it would have stayed in the bar, but after that, once it went live, everybody was screaming it when the game was over. And by the time we got back to our restaurant, there was all kinds of people here ready for it to happen. I mean, I didn't even have a tent. Uh, I didn't have nothing packed. I, I wasn't planning on going there. I got back here, ordered a large draft and some chicken wings. And the next thing you know, one of the customers left and went to their house, got me a tent. And I... You know, I was committed then. One of the local companies, tree trimming companies, brought a lift truck over here and sent me up on the second story of the roof, and that's how it started. <laughs> Jeff Lanham's been living on the roof of the Hog Rock Cafe. How long have you been there, Jeff? And what are you doing all day and night? There's a train getting ready to go by. You can probably hear it. Uh, <laughs> it's loud all night long. <laughs> oh God, man, that just made it worse. Oh Jesus. Oh, you... well, tonight will be night forty-six, and uh, basically you don't do anything. You just sit here. I watch Netflix. I watch all kinds of sports all day long, long as it's on. I mean, if it's nice weather, I got on the roof. I probably got the cleanest roof in Indiana. All right, so wait, wait, wait. Are you in Indiana? Yeah, I live uh, Milan, Indiana. You remember the basketball movie, The Hoosiers? Yeah. That's where I'm at, Milan, Indiana. All right, but you're a big Bengals fan. I guess you guys are right on the border there? Oh, yeah, we're on the borderline. It's a... Uh, it's about a 45-minute drive to Cincinnati, probably an hour and 25 minutes to Indianapolis. Got it. Okay. So are you working? Like, I mean, I know you're sleeping up there, but are you working? Tell me about your bar and restaurant. This is your bar and restaurant. Are you working there, and is that what you're sleeping on top of? Yeah, I'm sleeping on top of it. No, I haven't left the roof. Uh, the I left the roof one day from – uh, basically about eight in the morning to eight o'clock at night, I, uh, had prior commitments to a, uh, benefit called baby, uh, back for baby Brooke. And 
we donated all the food for that event. So I went there and did all the food for that event and helped raise money for baby Brooke. But other than that, I've been up here every day. I don't leave the roof only just to go to the bathroom and that's it. What does your wife make of all this? I mean, she's pretty much committed into it now, like how I am, because she knows that I'm not going to quit. So, I mean, there's days it's okay, and there's days that she's tired of it. <laughs> has she, Jeff, has she come up to the roof and, and made it up to you for what she did? Yeah, she comes here every day and sees me. Uh, she brings me groceries and stuff. She'll bring me, like last night, she brought me dinner. Uh, I mean... I guess it's both, you know, it's both of our faults, really. So do you have, uh, <laughs> do you have friends that come up and visit you? And is that train, does that train come by in the middle of the night? Yeah, sometimes around, it's usually around 2.33. And how about friends? Do they come by and visit you? Yeah, there's been a lot of people come by new faces just to see if it's true or not. Uh, my friends come up, they'll hang out, I'll move my cot, and we'll put three or four chairs in there, and we'll sit around, have some beers, watch some football or basketball, whatever's on. All right, so, Jeff, I still have a bunch of questions for you. This is amazing, all right? So, <laughs> I like, I don't understand. You own a restaurant, but you don't work in the restaurant? Uh, I do everything off of this iPad, or uh, my wife will bring stuff up to me, and I'll bid, like, for... Uh, do quotes for caterings and you know we got a really good uh, kitchen staff we got great waitresses and bartenders and my wife kind of she's kind of like running the show and then you know we got really good people that work here and if they need anything they come up here and we talk about it it's like my own little office now so has this been a, a big positive for your restaurant bar i mean you're getting all kinds of publicity people are coming to check it out has this been a a good business move uh i don't like i mean there has been you know new faces around uh you know by the numbers it really we stay pretty busy anyway for you know where we're at i mean it has picked up a little bit but i mean i don't think it's anything drastic we're talking to Jeff Lanham, who's uh, obviously a loyal Cincinnati Bengals fan, been living on his roof of the Hog Rock Cafe 46 days now. All right, so I'm sure you've looked, Jeff, at the schedule, as, as have I a number of times. You've got the Steelers this weekend. There's a possibility there, the way Mason Rudolph has played four interceptions last week. Then you have the Jets. You have two games with Cleveland, second to last week at Miami. Where do you see the losing streak ending? I mean, it would be great just to beat Pittsburgh. I can't stand that team. Uh, but I think our best chances are probably the Jets and Miami. All right. So, Jeff, uh, have you considered what you're going to do if the Bengals go 0-16? Yeah, if they go 0-16, I said, you know, before I came up here, when the Cincinnati Bengals season is over, I'll come down. And when their season starts back up next year, I'll come back up. I'm not going to stay up here when, when, when they're off. When they're off, I'm not going to be still going for them. All right, so here's another question. What all do you have in your setup up there? Like, how do you have, like, heat and stuff on your roof? How did you set that up? Well, we had, I had an electrician. Uh, uh, Straub Electric came out and ran me some power to the tent. So I have uh, three heaters, a microwave, a little camp organizer that Timber Ridge gave me. Timber Ridge gave me a cot, um, an insulated mat that you put on the cot to lay on to keep your body heat in while you're in your sleeping bag. Uh, one of my buddies brought me a recliner. Uh, I got a 55-inch flat-screen TV. Uh, two coolers, one for food, one for beer. And that's about it. 
can you give us a little tour? Is this a laptop or a cell phone? Are you able to show us around the place briefly? Give us a little uh, a little 360 tour. Is that possible, Jeff? Yeah, I'll show you. Oh, yes. Please show us around the man cave. All right, show us what you got. All right, here's my little camp organizer and microwave. There's a heater there. Here's my cot. I got the window open. It's it's gonna get in some fresh air. I made me a entertainment stand out of some milk crates. There's my TV. I took I took one of them fans, put it sideways, made a blower for my heater over here. There's a Bengals clock that one of my uh, friends had brought me to keep up here for some good luck, bring some good luck. Here's a uh, picture that Wild Man Walker gave me. He autographed it, said, you're not beating my record. 61 days, which I don't even want to beat his record. I didn't want to be up here. And my granddaughter, he gave me that sign. And here's a recliner that one of my friends had brought me. That's it. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, are you are you are you absolutely hating this right now? Is this like the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Yeah, I'd say it's up there. Everybody all everybody's been making comments that it was like a business move. Man, they're crazy. There's no way I would do, I would never do this for a business move. I'd rather be uh down on the ground going about my daily business. I mean, I don't bend anything benefit anything from this it's but just now, um, crazy but you must be a little conflicted because of course right now you got the number one pick in the draft so are you at all conflicted in terms of wanting your team to continue losing to secure that number one pick in the draft and get yourself a franchise quarterback or, in all honesty, a few more weeks of, of man cave time. Do you weigh the pros and cons? No. I would, if, <laughs> if we got – I would take the number one draft pick if it was me and get a manager that can run our team better than Mike Brown. So, Jeff, I, this might be my last one, although – Pretty much every time you talk, I have like two or three more questions that come into my head. This is amazing. Um, talk to me about Milan in the end. Like, how long have you been a Bengals fan? And do you hate yourself now for being a Bengals fan? Um, I grew. I, I actually was raised over in Ohio, right outside of Cincinnati. So I've always been a Bengals fan. Um, my wife is originally from Indiana. And that's why I moved to Indiana when I met her. And we've had this business here in Milan now for nine years. And I love it out here. There's, you know, I'd pick this place over any place to live, this hometown. But what about being a Bengals fan? What about being a Bengals fan? I'll always be a Bengals fan. Well, I shouldn't say always. If they would (laughs) have hired Cat, if if they. If they would have signed Kaepernick, I was coming down. If they well, hold on, if they signed Colin Kaepernick, you were done with the club. Why? I, I won't support a team that's uh, that supports a man that doesn't support the United States of America. There's a time to protest and there's a time not to protest, and during the national anthem is not one of them. I would have I would have left the Bengals forever then. I never would have been a fan of them. You would rather go 0-16 and, and and watch Ryan Finley continue to struggle mightily than have Colin Kaepernick come win a few football games, huh? So so my question is, why, why is your word so important to you here? Ultimately, like you said, it, it isn't actually a huge bet. So you could just say, you know what? I'm tired, man. I got to go back to work and I miss my bed. Why is your word so important there? Yeah, I, honestly, I mean, that's probably what's wrong with a lot of stuff around here in uh, in America and around the world is, you know, nobody ever keeps their word. There's always people that, you know, just don't own up to what they say. And that's basically the reason why I'm up here and stuck for so long. Yeah, I know I could have I could have not came up here the very first day, but that's just not how I am. 
Okay, last question for me. I need some good uh, Netflix options, and you got nothing but time, Jeff. So I'd like a, a few Netflix tips for all the folks that don't have as much time as you've had to sit back and watch some quality TV. Yeah, I've been watching all the kind of old Viking ones right now. I've been on a kick watching them for a while. Uh, I started off watching the Friday Night Tykes, and somebody told me to watch a Viking series, and I watched it, and I think it was called The King, and it's went on from then. Every, everyone that shows it's a match, I watch it. That's good stuff. All right, now, now Jeff, Jeff, I got to tell bank? you. Oh, sorry, sorry, Dave. I was going to say, Jeff, I got a lot of respect for you, man. A lot of respect for you for keeping your word and for how you feel. I mean, you're a better man than I am. I, I would, <laughs> I would have caved. I think a long time ago. A lot of respect for you, dude. Thank you. Last question. Are the Bengals aware of your 46-day stay up there? Have you heard from anyone uh, connected to the team at all? Uh, I'm sure they're aware of it. I mean, somebody called me from Australia yesterday. <laughs> but no, nobody's called me from Cincinnati. They're probably told to stay away from me, honestly. <laughs> All right. Well, we urge everyone to go check out the Hog Rock Cafe and, and go visit Jeff Lanham, the most dedicated of Bengals fans throughout this difficult 0-10 season. Jeff, we'd like to continue to check in with you. Maybe it's over this weekend. If it's not, let's chat again next week. Sounds good. All right, buddy. Thanks for the tour as well. Ross, this is everything we love about NFL fandom, my friend. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so much to unpack there, right? Um, <laughs> that guy, you know, it's funny, Dave, because I tell people this all the time, right? The people that live in major cities in the Northeast or in California especially, you know, New York and Philly and Boston or they live in L.A. or whatever – you know, I live in central Pennsylvania, and there are a lot of people in the center part of our country that are like Jeff Lanham. He reminds me a lot of a lot of people around here, a lot of people from where my wife's from. You know, there are a lot of people that their word means something. Their, their word means everything. Like they're not going to go back on their word no matter what. Like, that's... That is important to them. It means a lot to them. And I thought what he said about Kaepernick was really important, Dave, because I know, I know that a lot of people say Kaepernick's not protesting against the United States. He's not against the military. He's not against the anthem or the flag. I, I, I get all that, okay? All I'm saying is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because that's how people like Jeff Lanham feel. So picture yourself being the Bengals owner and you're going to try to get a quarterback. Do you want to get a quarterback who's probably going to come in and be your backup, who people like Jeff Lanham, who's loyal enough to sleep on a roof, live on a roof for 46 days, but the only thing that would cross over the line for him is if you sign Kaepernick. The Bengals are struggling to have fans as it is. Are, are, is it worth it to have a backup quarterback for people like Lanham and others to never be a fan again? That's why it, it's so much more of an issue than people realize. Because whether you agree with Jeff Lanham or not, people like that are out there. And there's a lot of them that feel that way. So you have to take that into account when you're an owner making a decision. Yeah, and I didn't want to go down too far down that road. I, I, look, I don't like the way Colin Kaepernick went about his business in the NFL. I don't like the way he's gone about it the last three years. I will say, once and for all, he is not against the United States of a freaking America, and he is not against the U.S. military. I knew that was an unwinnable argument with Jeff. I love what he's doing up there. It was a Green Beret 
who served our country nobly, who went to war for our country, that suggested Colin Kaepernick take a knee during the national anthem. He is not against the military. He is not against our country. I do disagree with the way he's gone about his business, but you are absolutely right. That all the owners and GMs have to take into account how many people would refuse to support the team, would refuse to watch the team, would refuse to go to games, would maybe cancel their season tickets if they were to sign Colin Kaepernick. It's a real reminder of the risks an organization takes on signing that guy. That's aside from the distraction that it would cause in your camp each and every day. Those fans, and remember, at the height of that protest, NFL ratings took a massive beating. They took a hit. Now, they have rebounded, and they have rebounded big time. They are up 6%. They are up 9% from two years ago. They are crushing it. 16 million people are watching each and every NFL game on average. Folks, that is more than the 13 million people in total that watched day one of the impeachment proceedings against the U.S. president. That's combining three cable news networks and three broadcast networks. Yes, 13 million people watched cumulative day one of the impeachment proceedings. 16 million watch every single NFL game. So yes, I would agree with you. That was a bit of a reminder why Colin Kaepernick faces such a long road uh, getting an NFL job. Any last word here? No, not really. Uh, I mean, I think you said it. The bottom line is I, I know it was a Green Beret, and I know he wasn't protesting the military. But there are a lot of people in the country, including a bunch of military members, that find it disrespectful and are offended that he or anyone else would kneel during the national anthem. And there's nothing anyone can say to make them feel differently. That's just the reality of the situation. Okay. And we're going to get a break in, but how long will Jeff be up there, Ross? Uh, again, here's the schedule. Pittsburgh this weekend. That's at Cincinnati. Uh, they're home for the Jets at Cleveland. They take on New England. They're at Miami, home for Cleveland. I, look, I'm going to say it right now. I don't think they win a football game. I think he's up there until 2020. I think they'll win a game. Uh, I think they'll win mm. uh, one of these next three or four games. They were competitive against the Raiders. They lost on the road 17-10. to 10. I think if they were still playing Andy Dalton, the quarterback, they would definitely win a game. But yeah. I think that they will somehow win one of these games over the next month or so. And Jeff can go back down. I don't know if he knew what I was referring to when I said, is his wife going up to the roof to make it up to him? He said, yeah, she brings me dinner. <laughs> she that was not what I was talking about, Jeff. Not what I was talking about. Not a lot of room up on that roof, but there's enough room. Anyway, we got to get a break. <laughs> no, I don't think you knew what you were talking about either, but we're all Jeff fans. I think we're going to talk to him again on this program because he ain't coming down anytime soon. Quick break, and when we come back, our friends from Pro Football Focus, Sam Monson with us. Is Tom Brady still an elite quarterback? And is the Baltimore Ravens defense the reason things have really turned around? We're back with Pro Football Focus after a quick break. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 